Welcome back, Disruptors, to the 71st episode of the Oligarchy Disruptor with your host, Bennett Leon. Today, we're going to be talking about how disconnected our leaders are and the evidence that we have uh, that's shown over and over again. Um, today, we're going to be talking about an article um, and a video showing Stephen Newkin talking, or Treasury Secretary Stephen Newkin talking to uh, his interviewer, which is Bob Cusack, I believe, from CBS. Uh, and they have an exchange about how, uh, whether or not a, a relief bill is needed um, and, and when it would be coming or whatnot. So uh, let's go ahead and play that video that I have for you guys. So just give me one second here. Uh, 2.4 million new jobless claims uh, of unemployment this morning. Several Senate Republicans said yesterday they want to see some action now on the next uh, relief package. Is another package necessary? And if so, when? Well, let me just comment. First of all, uh, I, I'm very sympathetic to the people who are not working at no fault of their own because we've closed down the economy. And as we slowly reopen the economy in a safe way, we'll get people back to work. And in the current CARES package, there's several parts of it that are designed to help those American workers. Um, one is obviously the PPP and getting people back to work through that process. The other is the economic impact payments, which are the direct payments. And then finally, the enhanced unemployment insurance. Uh, which we do need to fix the quirk that in certain cases we're actually paying people more than they made. So we need to fix that. Um, we're going to carefully review the next few weeks. Uh, I, I think there is a strong likelihood we will need another bill, but we just have $3 trillion we're pumping into the economy and we're going to step back for a few weeks and think very clearly how we need to spend more money and if we need to do that. So um, that's the end of the video, of course. Uh, and as you just heard Stephen Newkin say, like very last words he said, and if we need to do that, you know, like, so that's what this whole episode is going to be about is talking about how disconnected our leaders are, you know, like if you guys aren't already aware, everybody, pretty much everybody that's in the Senate is a millionaire. And now, I mean, Bernie Sanders wasn't a millionaire before 2015, but after he started writing a few books and stuff and uh, with fame comes money, I guess. So uh, he's in the he's in the millionaire uh, club now too. If you're interested in that as well, um, but but that's besides the point. Because the point is that these people are rich, and because of their level of wealth and comfort, and how long they've been there, and being career politicians, and getting used to that certain lifestyle, and getting treated like um, a congressman or like a senator. Um, and that has led to a disconnect from reality, you know, and that's becoming extremely apparent, um, especially with this coronavirus crisis that's been ongoing. Um, what we've seen is that the policies that are being put in place, the, the measures that are being put in place to protect us are not going as far as they need to go. Um, they are not doing what they need to be doing. Uh, no part, I'm going to say it on every episode if I have to, no part of any relief bill or package that has been passed so far includes 
the two main issues of that Americans have about coronavirus and then this pandemic, right? So A, healthcare, right? Uh, they have yet to extend Medicare uh, for everybody or any kind of universal healthcare for all Americans during this time, let alone uh, uh, offer free vaccines when it becomes available. Um, we all know the Republicans and the conservatives hate the word free um, and they're gonna use it against us uh, when the time comes. And we're seeing that uh, just now. I mean, President Donald Trump has uh, just gone contrary to uh, logic and science. And um, I think nothing shows that more than him taking uh, that uh, hydrochloroquine, I believe it was called. I probably butchered that, but uh, you know what I mean. That uh, drug that was uh, supposed to be treating malaria and he's taking it to treat COVID and to kind of uh, ward it off from himself. So like, uh, I don't really get that, but that's the president that we have and uh, that's what we kind of live with. Um, but my point being is that these people, because of their level of wealth and like all the comfort, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing because they don't understand. They simply don't understand how much people are suffering, how much uh, they need to change the system in order for people to prosper. They might uh, think that they're well-intentioned or they might be well-intentioned or they might be uh, thinking that they're doing the right thing. But in reality, uh, we have seen a stagnation in economic growth. Um, we've seen a stagnation in um, wages, income. Um, I believe this is the first generation or maybe the second generation now that we have Generation Z um, that is that has a lesser stand, uh, a worse standard of living than the generation before them. So that says something, you know? Um, but let's go ahead and continue because there's really interesting parts of this article that I want to get to. Um, and I can't wait to show you. So I kind of highlighted this part and if we need to do that, once again, highlighting how Stephen Newkin, which is once again, uh, one of the, the, the wealthy people, of course, top 1% that we find there. Um, he was a executive at Goldman Sachs. He, um, what else did he do? He has very lucrative investments as well, a very lucrative portfolio, um, along with the rest of President Trump's cabinet. Uh, he, he filled the swamp up. He filled that bitch up, let me tell you that. Uh, but I want to kind of highlight this uh, um, part of the article here that mentions how um, Nukin's comments, which came during the Hills Advancing America's Hill uh, Economy Summit, sponsored by Wells Fargo and Siemens, follow those of White House economic advisor, Kevin Hassett, who said earlier this week that he thinks another coronavirus, might, uh, another coronavirus bill might not be necessary. So um, once again, this is coming from like uh, top economic advisor to the president uh, in the White House. Uh, once, again, once again, his name is Kevin Hassett. Uh, and he thinks that another coronavirus bill might not be necessary. Uh, so of course, he's kind of towing the line there with the, the White House Republicans kind of all pushing the same message that, okay, well, we might do this, but we don't know. 
did you see that kind of hesitation when they all the banks needed that uh, that money or um, when um, big businesses needed uh, money to get bailed out? Who went to save them? The airline industry, the cruise line industry, who bailed them out? The government bailed them out and they didn't even have to ask for it. That's the fucked up part, you know? So that's who they're serving, you know? They didn't even have to ask and they, they got what they wanted. They got a bailout. And who's footing the bill for that? You. You and me and everyone in this country that's a citizen and pays taxes. The American taxpayers footing the bill for this whole thing. Generations and generations to come are going to pay these dues that were uh, the mistakes that we're making today. Uh, and they are massive mistakes. Um, but I guess this is just the, the country we want to continue on living in. And, uh, but we have, the point is that we have to make shit better. Like we can't just point out the negatives. We have to make shit better. We have to call our senators. We have to write people. We have like who fucking writes anymore. Right. But we have to write, you know, uh, let's write a letter to Congress, uh, your congressmen, your representatives, um, go out, uh, protest. Don't, uh, maybe boycott some company that does something that you don't support. There's tons of companies that I'm sure, uh, align with something like that. Walmart, I'm sure is one of those bitches. Amazon, the big ones, you name them. I'm sure they're doing something fucked up. Um, but I wanted to also highlight this part of the, uh, article from the Hill as well. Um, mentioning how House Democrats last week passed a $3 trillion relief package. The Senate Republicans have said that the bill is dead on arrival in their chamber. Uh, Mitch McConnell kind of keeping his promise there of uh, being the grim reaper of the Senate um, for all of the Democrats' uh, ambitious uh, legislation that they kind of push out. So that's why it's kind of like almost like a show for the Democrats to kind of do this and they can like just inflate the numbers and make people think that they care. In reality, all they know is that it's going to go die in the Senate. Um, I wonder what they would have done if they would have had the Senate as well. My guess, my guess based on history and knowledge of the Democratic Party is that it, like if you want to look back in 2008 under President Barack Obama, when he, the Democrats had the supermajority, they had the White House the Senate and the House, what did they do? They passed Obama, uh, Obamacare, which yes, is like a version of like universal health care, um, but where it falls short, not only it being a failure as a program, but it doesn't cover every single person in this country, no matter what, as a human right. And that's what Medicare for All does, you know? Um, single payer healthcare, that's the goal. Uh, they could have passed that, but what did they, what didn't they, they, what they chose to do was pass a bill that uh, was lackluster. They couldn't, uh, it was a failing program. Republicans hated it. They voted to repeal it, I believe like over 45 times or something like that. Um, so all they did was create more divisiveness and they could have just solved the problem. And I'm sure Americans would have loved the program because we're not that uh, that special where we won't take kind of uh, those that help in the government. Like I'm sure everybody was loving those um, direct economic payments that everybody was getting those $1,200 checks 
I'm sure everybody loved that. Imagine getting that every single month, like some countries are giving their citizens uh, right now during this coronavirus pandemic. Countries like Spain are even giving their own citizens UBI payments, direct cash payments, $1,000 a month, every month, permanently, permanently. So um, that's the kind of grassroots, like up, trickle up economics that we really need. Um, but I want to continue with this, um, saying that uh, some GOP senators have indicated that they want to move quickly on another measure, but Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell uh, has signaled a desire to move more slowly in order to first evaluate what is and isn't working from previous relief bills that were signaled into law. So one thing I, I want to highlight here especially is that how the GOP senators are kind of like, all right, like this is our turn. Like we know this bill is going to fall. Like we know we're not going to pass this. Like let's start our own bill so we can get a, a jump start on, on the process. But Mitch McConnell, being the shitbag that he is, um, chose not to do that. He wants to see how everything is going to play out. Uh, I'm sure you want to see if we need that. But the dude has no fucking, like they're saying this, if we need that kind, if we need more relief. They're saying that and like, look what's happening at the same time. Uh, 33, uh, basically, and a half million Americans filed for um, unemployment in the seven weeks ending on May 2nd. I believe that number has now climbed to 35 million, uh, over 35 million. But uh, let's stick to what's said here. But this is just to go to show, like, look, look at the comparison, guys. Like, check this out. Like, we have here 1970, right? And of course, this is the U.S. Department of Labor. This is where it's coming from, right? So, uh, 1970, 1980, 90. Look at all that. It's so, so low. It's very low for you guys that are listening. Uh, I'll kind of describe the charts for you. 70, 80, 1990, 2000, 2010, they're all, they're all low. They're all uh, under the 1 million mark um, for unemployments. Uh, and as soon as we reach 2020, it skyrockets all the way up, almost vert straight vertical past uh, any line previous before it. Uh, at least um, before uh, or up until 1970. But we know that uh, as a fact, the coronavirus has knocked out more jobs than, um, than the Great Depression did in the 30s. So that, that's a staggering, staggering statistic to kind of be aware of. Um, and this is just like kind of like a, a slap in the face to me, I, 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 or not only to me, but to all the American people, I believe. Uh, because we see this over and over again, right? Well, like we see the rich and the powerful uh, getting more powerful and more wealthy uh, at the same time and um, at the cost of millions of jobs and not to mention the people that are dying because of coronavirus unnecessarily in the United States. We're the richest, most powerful nation in the history of the world and what have we done with it? We've used our influence and our money to um, take over the world, establish an American empire uh, of sorts. And it's a sad reality when we could have cho chosen to do something much more 
productive in the service of humanity. Um, but what the United States has chosen to do as the number one spot and as the number one nation in the world um, is really sad. Um, the reality is really sad and really sobering. Um, but I don't want to get too off topic here. Um, now, going back to the disconnect, these people in our government, they're pretty much all wealthy. You know, like Donald Trump himself is a billionaire. You know, he, um, he and his cabinet, Wilbur Ross, another billionaire. Uh, we were talking about Stephen Nukin. Uh, he was um, a Goldman Sachs executive. We have Transportation Secretary Elaine Chao. Husband is Mitch McConnell. Um, the, uh, her dad is a shipping magnate from China. Um, you name it, you go down the list. Wilbur Ross, billionaire. Betsy DeVos, billionaire. Uh, like these people are implementing policies that they clearly they have some kind of motive behind it you know like that's why a lot of the real estate taxes and stuff were like really recently modified you know because donald trump and a lot of the republicans and the conservatives and of course some democrats will also vote with them as well uh not saying that they won't but they have intentions behind that because they um, receive a lot of money from them or whatnot. But there's a disconnect because of the amount of comfort and wealth that is in our government and the representatives that sit in those seats of power and walk the halls there. So that's what's kind of really sobering and unsettling about the situation is that the people that were voting into power are getting really comfortable there and they are implementing policies and uh, talking about issues that most people either don't care about or um, they are doing, they're not serving the will of the people, they're serving the will of the donor class. And that's led to the absolute decimation that we've uh, encountered in recent years, whether or not it's coronavirus, uh, the pandemic we're facing now, or um, the, the Great Recession in 2008, or any other kind of situation like that. This is just exposing coronavirus, basically just exposed the shitty system that the United States has kind of employed uh, and has been uh, displaying and been, at, of course, at um, like that for, for many, many decades. So um, it, it's really sobering. The experience is very sobering. This is a really crazy time to be alive. And I hope you guys are watching and paying attention because a lot of stuff is happening right now. Whether or not you're paying attention to it, a lot of stuff is going on in the background. Uh, a lot of deals are being made. A lot of people are making a lot of money. A lot of people are not making a lot of money. A lot of people are losing their jobs. A lot of people are uh, making moves that they wouldn't make traditionally. Uh, so you have to be aware. Like that's what, uh, once again, this kind of podcast kind of seems uh, seeks to do, uh, to bring awareness to you of your environment and your government and what's going on. 
so that you can take that information and make better choices and act upon in, in a different way than you have before, knowing the information that you that you know now. You know, so for example, I vote I boycott some uh, some companies. You know, on May Day, I also supported and stand in solidarity with those workers of Amazon, Shift, Instacart. Uh, target whatever and I told all my roommates and like my parents and stuff like and all the people around me like yo please do not um, support and do not buy anything from those companies that day in the very least I've kind of continued that on a little farther than I probably should have passed that day but I mean that's the kind of action that we need to take to improve the situation or whatnot the world would be a much better place, not to mention our country. So let's kind of keep that uh, in the back of our heads. So once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. Uh, I definitely enjoyed talking about uh, how disconnected our leaders are uh, during this time and the really crazy uh, situation that we're kind of finding ourselves in today and being a being able to kind of put those dots together for you guys it, it's really um really uh pleasing and satisfying for me uh fulfilling if you will to uh, be able to do that for you guys so thank you for that and we will see you on the next episode thanks guys and uh make sure you follow us on facebook youtube um uh, instagram uh, we also have a website where we write articles. Uh, subscribe to our um, our articles over there and our website. Thanks so much for tuning in once again, and we'll see you on the next episode.